When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. Where you go, Auburn family, and welcome back to the E2C Network, where we discuss anything and everything on the Auburn family spectrum. Always heavy on the sports here, but if it's orange and blue, it is what we do. On this episode, we're going to be talking about some breaking news for college football. Well, not necessarily breaking. It's been out for a couple of days by the time we've recorded this, let's be honest. But we want to talk about it because this is big news for college football with implications on Auburn football uh, just you know, by proxy alone. So we're going to be talking about the potential for the expansion of college football's playoff, not just to eight teams. Not even to 10 teams, but to 12 teams is the rumor, the speculated report coming out of the college football world. We're going to talk about that and the implications for Auburn football. To do that, I've actually commandeered our co-host for the No Huddle Show because, you know, I guess it's their area of expertise. But for the No Huddle Show (laughs) on the E2C Network covering Auburn football, I've got AJ Richardson and Jared Davis. Guys, what is up? Hey, how's it going? It's good over here. War Eagle, man. This is uh this is exciting news. It is. I'm uh I'm pumped, man. It opens up a window for uh for for us to sneak in when we get things figured out here. So I'm excited to talk about it. Whoa, whoa, whoa Jared, why why are we sneaking in? We're gonna own this whole thing. Isn't that the way I it mean, goes? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna it's it's uh it's our opportunity to own this thing. So um but yeah, it's it's pretty cool, man. I it's kinda crazy they went they skipped over eight. And went right to 12. Yeah, yeah. Well, they hadn't done it yet, but they're talking about it. Absolutely. absolutely. So I guess that's where we should start with this. And you kind of started us there, Jared. So I'll let you say anything else that you wanted to. I'm just initial reactions to 12-team playoff and your thoughts just overall about what that means for college football. And your, do you like it? Do you not like it? Let, let me hear from you. Yeah, I think so. a lot of discussion about why it happened. I'll say briefly why I think they went right to 12. If they went to eight, they knew they were going to immediately have to have the conversation two or three years later, and we need to go to 12. Mm-hmm. I think they just said, look, let's just skip that. Let's go ahead and do 12. There's always going to be people that argue for more, but I think at 12, everybody will be comfortable with that for maybe five, seven, eight years. Um, from the just do I like it or not, I do. There's been very few years where I feel like the number 12 team could win it all. But Auburn fits that gap the most because of the schedule we play. So there are times where, yeah, maybe we barely lose to Georgia and Alabama, but we are good enough to beat every other team in the country. And so we probably would fit into that 12-team playoff, and if we get in, you never know what's going to happen if somebody else takes out Alabama or Georgia. So I'm excited about it as an Auburn fan just because of the schedule we play. It almost gives you two slip-ups as long as it's against the right teams. Yeah, well, definitely it, definitely from that like perspective, it's it's a good thing. I think there's good and bads to both sides of this. 
uh, I, I don't necessarily see it as, you know, a one way or the other, but I can make arguments for either side. Uh, AJ, what were you going to say about your thoughts on it? Yeah, I was just going to say, I feel like it kind of gives every team maybe one or two slip ups. Um, I mean, it's, you know, the way we have it is typically each team has 12. If you include the championship game, if you're in that 13 games in a regular season, and this allows even more slip ups. Like we were talking even about the four team playoff, you know, what if a two loss team made it in there? And now this, this will have two loss people or teams in there with a 12 team playoff. Um, it opens up more opportunity for lots of other teams to get in there. Um, it's not just the same four that you typically see Alabama, Clemson, Ohio state, and then, you know, Notre Dame every once in a while, and then they just lose in the first round. So yeah, that's always fun, <laughs> right? <laughs> Real quick. Cause I just thought of this and I'll ask you, do you think this will make in season games better? Will this, will this make teams more comfortable now going out of conference and playing a bigger opponent because they realize that's not going to do their season in? I don't know because I think it really depends still on the program, the staff that's there, the coach, the athletic director that's there and kind of where they're sitting. I I don't really know that it's going to have a direct correlation to affect that because if you think about it, you know, really if you can have two losses, like you said, or maybe even a third and still maybe potentially get in. um, Yeah. Maybe you are a little bit more risky and you go and schedule some better teams other than maybe just one cupcake team a season, just to kind of get you started at the beginning of the season. Uh, but also, I mean, if it doesn't really matter, if you just make yourself as easy as possible and get through your conference schedule, then you're a shoe in pretty much for this, you know, for this, uh, the way the playoffs are now. So I I don't really know. What do you think, JJ? I can see it both ways. I mean, there's a way, I I mean, I feel like this could go either way. Um, I mean, Auburn has typically, especially when under, uh, who was it? Uh, yeah, Jay Jacobs. I mean, he was scheduling like Clemson's. And Clemson, that was their rise. Um, Yeah, it gave our strength of schedule. You know, we'd play them the first game of the season a lot of time. It hurt when we would lose. But if we could beat a team like that, you know, it could help. But at the same time, a one, if if you play a Clemson well, like for Auburn's situation, they're out of conference, I think it might help. I mean, it shows you that you can compete against the best of the best. And say Auburn's at the end of the season, you know, nine and three, but we we lost to say again Georgia, Bama, and Clemson. I feel like we should deserve you know a tenth to twelfth rank and get in the playoffs um, yeah. at that point. Yeah. For purposes of this discussion today, should we just assume that the season is staying the same as is? Twelve games and a conference championship for the major conference. Is that a fair probably assumption for us all to operate off of? I think so. I mean, the only alternative I thought was. I think teams kind of liked, at least I've heard some good positive feedback from you, 2020, where we did play 10 conference games only. That was it. Right. They did like that. But, I mean, that's that's kind of, I think the running thing is, yeah, we're going to keep a 12 game for the most part, for SEC at least. I'm yeah. assuming other conferences would kind of go about the same same way of doing it. So that means then that if we just assume for now, even though they liked that schedule last year in a weird year, that we're operating off of eight SEC games and four non-conference games. And right now you usually have two real true cupcakes, maybe kind of a mid-tier, not Power 5 conference uh, opponent, and then a Power 5 conference opponent. Back to what Jared was asking, 
does that force teams now to schedule two power five opponents, no matter what their strength of schedule or it's not strength of schedule, but their where their programs are at that. But like, let's say for instance, Auburn's got Cal and UCLA coming up in the next two years. What if they were in the same year? We just took a West coast trip out there. Like soccer, the soccer program usually does every single <laughs> year. I, I mean, does that, is that more enticing to you as a fan, Jared? Is that something that you think helps Auburn, even if it's a UCLA and a Cal who right now are probably not that formidable? Oh, I, yeah, I think so. A couple of things going on. So, number one, it's better for fans. I mean, you, you're going to sell more tickets when you're not playing cupcakes. Really, the only time cup, there's energy at a cupcake game is if it's your first game of the year because we've been off for so long. Other than that, it's kind of like, yeah, that's the one I take my young kid to just so they can see that, but, but you leave by halftime. I think that um, I think what what may entice teams to do this is number one now they have the freedom to so so they have the opportunity because they can afford to lose a game that's number one that that's a given do they do it well ESPN ABC see those guys are going to come to them and say hey if you'll schedule these games we'll put you prime time we'll give you a ton of money that might make them do it also recruiting hey if we go play Cal USC and all those people and we do this every year now or we start playing Notre Dame or people like that you're going to be seen nationally. And so I think that it is very enticing to do it. You have the freedom to do it now. Give Auburn credit. They were doing it even when you didn't have the freedom, and they did not need to add any more tough teams to their schedule, and they still did it. There's a lot of teams that don't do it. <coughs> Florida. that has <coughs> Alabama. Very, yeah, and Alabama's done it more recent. They've just managed to always pick a team that has a great traditional name but is having bad years. <laughs> Auburn said, no, 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 we're going to take teams that weren't really that good and make them great, like Clemson and Oregon and people like that. So I just think the freedom is now there. I think more teams will be doing it because it will help your brand nationally. And ESPN's going to pay you a boatload of money. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think that the whole playoff expansion affects more than just how many teams get in it's going to affect probably at least to some degree what happens with the scheduling maybe this does push us to can even seriously for long term consider more conference games less you know uh, out of conference games or maybe like we've just been discussing it makes you get a better non-conference schedule or maybe scheduling two power five opponents there's, there's several ways it could go and i think until this becomes official we won't really get a feel for what the trickle down effect is going to be of a 12 game playoff but what I'd like to know from you guys, when when we initially got the playoff, everybody go back to that glorious day when it came out official that we finally got a college <laughs> football playoff. Just just take you back there. Which if I had like little you know jingles in the background making it sound like you know way back in history, did you think that the four team playoff was going to be successful for a long time, or were people just going to want it to expand very quickly? I think the initial reaction and my reaction was, hey, it's nice. But, and I also like that people are picking it, not just, you know, a formula that's an algorithm like the BCS. And I like that aspect of it. But you could almost tell, even after the first year when there were four teams and, you know, that fifth and sixth team were on the bubble and they got left out, there's immediately talks, expand. Like first year immediately happened. Um, And so I felt like it was going to be inevitable after you saw that first year kind of play out that at some point it was going to be six to eight teams, which is what I thought, but we're jumping all the way to 12 and it's a big jump um, to triple the size of what the playoffs is. Do you go ahead, Jared? I was going to kind of say, I I thought that it would probably eventually uh, expand to more. I liked the idea and I don't know how college football has avoided 
many situations like 04. That was the worst because you had Utah and Auburn who were undefeated. You know, a lot of teams, a lot of years you can at least say, hey, don't lose a game. Sorry, that's your fault. 04 was the worst. So you still would have had a team left out, if I'm doing my math correct. Right. No, there would have been four. That would have been Auburn and Utah would have got in. But um, the other point that I was going to make, I do feel like, every other year they would change how they were letting a team in so it was a more deserving team versus the team that was really better like sometimes I feel like Notre Dame got in they may have been more deserving but like an Ohio State would have been a better team so I think this more than four is going to allow us to just put them all in the teams that really should get in and then that way let the chips fall where they may so I think it was a I think it was inevitable it was going to happen. Yeah, I do too as well. And you, know, you kind of have to take baby steps, which is why this is so shocking that we're now talking about 12 teams. So if you are commissioner, or I don't know what the uh, president of the NCAA, Mark Emmert, who we do need to replace, um, <laughs> shots fired. Um, we, what Everybody's if, on page with that, by the way. Every fan base. Yeah. Well, okay, no, no, no. Let's, no, Alabama's not on page with well, that. Well, that's true. They're buddy, buddy. Well, I mean, Saban can that's go true. cry and then they'll do whatever he wants. Yeah, so. Good, exactly. Good point. Good point. So we're now going from 4 to 12. In your mind, Jared, if you're the president making the decisions or the committee making these decisions, what would you have done? Would you have jumped to 12 or would you have jumped to 8, 6, 10? What, what would it have been? Um, if you weren't having to deal with social media world all the time, and I know that they shouldn't deal with that, but that that's a big part because that's fans. I would have gone to 8. I would have seen what it worked, you know, how that worked. Going to eight, though, was going to create 50% were going to love it, 50% were going to hate it, and that's all you were going to hear about until you went to 12. So I think that that probably played a major part of this. I think 12, listen, here's the reality of it. The playoffs watered down, um, it, it kind of, it watered down the bowls drastically. So there's not a lot of excitement about bowl games anymore if it's not in the playoffs. Um, they tried to create the New Year's Six, and that's, yeah, if it's not your team, really, people still don't care. So this will at least expand the opportunity for there's more bowl games to matter. They're going to be having potentially on-campus playoff games. That's, I mean, can you imagine mm -hmm. an on-campus playoff game? Yeah. That, that That's ridiculous. I mean, that, the excitement already I'm feeling for that. So I, I know you're asking me a direct question. Me personally probably would have gone to eight. I can see why they went to 12, though. Yeah. AJ, what about you? What what number would have been your pick as the, the decision maker? So I was kind of thinking because, I mean – I'm taking this from, I've heard over the last two to three years, really, the same argument. The best four teams are in the top, and we are picking the best team, and it's so obvious. And I'm like, okay, maybe. But then you kind of leave out the UCFs of the world that, yeah, they had an undefeated season in 2018 or 2017, whatever it was. And, yeah, sure, they made it. They did it. And it's kind of like Eastern Carolina this last year. They made it. But was there competition enough to it? But I don't know if I'd want to expand necessarily to 12 automatically. I'm thinking like six would be a spot. But then, of course, you get the argument Jared just gave. They'd be yelling as soon as you expand it to six that you want to bump it up to 10 or 12. And they just keep going up. And so I kind of get where they're coming from. It's just kind of thrown out there that every conversation I feel like over the last two to three years was six or eight, six yeah. or eight. Yeah. And now it's like 12. What? <laughs> well, for me, I honestly, if they had told me six, I would have been like, all right, you guys are being ridiculous now. We can't, we cannot move at this pace and make this successful. Cause if you enter into a six format, you're going to still have the seven who's the seven, eight get left out. But I, but I truly believe that eight 
was the sweet spot for this. And for me, it's more than just way the college football is structured right now. I think for, you know, I've said this, the people that listen to our podcast that are on our live streams on YouTube are probably like rolling their eyes at me right now because I say this thousands of times on those live streams. The way you fix all of this, that you you can never like take all of the arguments out and, and get everybody completely happy, but the way you can kind of nullify everything to the most is by making all teams that want to compete for the playoff join eight conferences. Eight. And you have conference champions play. And then there is no debate whatsoever on, uh, well, you didn't have a shot at this. If you can't win your conference, you can't be part of the playoff because you're the best representative of that that conference. Now, the flip side of that argument is, well, you go leave out a two-loss Ohio State over an undefeated Western Michigan. I had someone say that exact thing in a comment on the live Western stream as well. Michigan. Exactly. But, and you know, my answer to them was, well, and the way you're phrasing the question is, yes, yes, I would leave them out for that because they're not the conference champions. But the, those instances, especially if you have everybody join eight conferences, you're going to eliminate a lot of those weird instances of happening. Will you have a UCF who's growing in their power make the playoff more often than not? Probably so. Or a Memphis or something like that, a Cincinnati. But you're going to you're going to already limit that by making them join eight quote-unquote power conferences and only allowing the champions because that is my it goes back to this if you're not good enough to win your conference you're not the best and you shouldn't be part of the playoff i'm sorry alabama fans didn't they can't win the sec every year and they go you know that that's not a big deal when that happens they go (laughs) on and win the national championship so you're saying that that that's not right i i completely say that (laughs) (laughs) i'm on i'm on your side by the way i know Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. So two things. One thing on your point, if, if I can, is I think you're right. I think we were probably moving towards a more, all right, six, seven, eight power conference deals. This may slow that down because now if these teams can get in without doing that, then right. you know th- there may not be incentive. The other thing is, does this do you is there potential this eliminates conference championship games and it, and it becomes just one like the SEC? There is no divisions and it goes off a record. The winner goes because we're talking 
at the end of this, you may these kids may be playing seventeen football games. Ultimately, and, yeah. I mean, so, I think it's a rare thing, but in reality, it's going to be sixteen. Like more than likely sixteen, but there's a potential if some some team makes a run and they're you know lower seed in the tournament or you know playoffs at the end of the season and they are playing 17 <laughs> that's a lot yeah. of games so uh, what i liked about what jared asked there yes because what you're going to see you asked the question earlier does this make you know the non-conference game more or less important and we even brought the discussion point well people liked playing more conference games so yes if we move to 12 and then all of a sudden everyone decides well we're going to just play more conference games to really decide who's the best then yes what do you need a championship game for because if you're playing you know, uh, what was it, 10 last year for Auburn, or for everybody in the mm-hmm. SEC. You're only leaving out four teams. So you're getting a pretty good idea, unless you're Alabama, who always seems to escape the teams that they need to face in the regular <laughs> season. Uh, so, yes, well, I could see that scenario happening. Let me ask you this, because you say, why do you need a conference championship? We all know why. So it's all money. So can the can the NCAA devise a plan to where we're saying, listen, your teams are going to get a lot of TV time in the playoffs. We will have a way to funnel that because that, that's a lot of money they would lose out on. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if they don't have a conference championship game, that's going to be a hard sale to these conferences to say that's money you're losing out on. How do we overcome that so they don't have to have that game? Um, because I think it's I think it's true. I think we should go. I think the SEC should just be 14 teams and you play 10 of them and you take the top team at the end and, and just get rid of the conference championship. If you're going to go to a 12 game playoff format. Right. Yeah. But I, will I, I they accept know. that loss in revenue? I don't know. Uh, that well, I, I actually do know that's a, that's a negatory. <laughs> they will that's what I'm afraid of. They will go yeah. the route that makes the most money because I mean, I hate to break this to everybody out there and I know Jared and AJ understand this, but it's a business folks. I mean, that's really what makes all this decision. This, this 12 team playoff, doesn't come about if the national or not national. I almost said national letter of intent. Uh, the image and likeness <laughs> things that the nil, as it's, you know, you probably could say it hasn't been coming about. That's exactly why this is happening because they know they're about to start have paying out more money or there's going to be more money tied up and things like that. That is exactly why this conversation is happening right now. Um, so I don't know. Twelve teams to me just seems a bit much. I, I'm happy that they're having a discussion. I would just ask the question, are we moving too fast, too quick? Well, too fast, too quickly is a little bit oxymoronic there. But anyway, (laughs) uh, you get the point on that. Um, The setup, real quick, because I do want us to kind of get this in right there, is the way it's supposedly would be set up in these conversations the commission's discussing right now would be uh, the top four conference champions would get a buy. And then you would also you and I guess I should back up there. All the six power conferences: SEC, ACC, Big Twelve, Big Ten, um, Pac twelve, and American <laughs> would be yeah, I think the it's ones American. yeah the ones that would be getting their champions to go automatically. Then it would be six at large. The top four conference champions get the buy in the first round with everybody else playing the first round. The first round being all on campus games. Tell me that's not going to be a great thing for obviously making money. But can you, these small college towns that have nobody there during Christmas holidays, can you imagine how much they're going to, imagine Auburn, the middle of uh, December where all the students are gone, packed to the brim again. How awesome would that be? Fun environment. Yeah. And and the recruiting, the, the, just the atmosphere. I mean, that's, yeah, it could be a really good thing if you can get in. 
I, I would really uh, like to see that happen. Uh, in no matter what format this takes place and what the expansion goes, I think home field first round is essential to make this still feel like college football because it's it's nice to go to neutral site games. We all go to the ones that begin the season and you go to the conference championships when you can. And those are great. The great cool atmospheres to go do something different, but there's nothing like being on campus. And when you're on campus for a game that matters to you and think about how many games don't matter like the Iron Bowl matters to Auburn and Alabama. I mean, this is Georgia and Georgia Tech. Do you think they get real excited about that one? <laughs> the the Iron Bowl only matters the years Bama wins, right? Uh, apparently how that formula works yeah apparently. it doesn't matter most years yeah so it's going to matter this year because we're going to beat them right because it's in Auburn. <laughs> yeah. whenever we win though they say the iron bowl doesn't matter of course it doesn't it, it never does it always works out in alabama's favor is what i figured out uh thus far so 12 teams we've kind of set up the entirety of the way it would break down on that letting in six at large teams yay or nay aj what do you think six at large so you know, the top six teams automatically in the conference, like essentially get a you know bit in there if you're a conference champion. Okay. So then the next six, I mean, I get it. I mean, I, I kind of get it, but at the same time, like I feel like a UCF, if they're, you know, 11 and one, they had a great season, made a great run, but they're going to be, might be left out. It just depends. Like depends on how the committee is going to do that. And then it's also, it keeps coming back to me that teams like Eastern Carolina, if they had played a team like Alabama or, I mean, you throw in there any of the top level, you know, teams in there, I don't think Eastern Carolina could hold, hold their ground against them. You never know. There was Michigan versus App State. It is possible, but <laughs> I don't know. It just, it seems like those, those tier teams at the at large kind of you throw in there. I don't know if they can legitimately battle. I mean, I don't think they, we can always have that, you know, that Cinderella, Cinderella story, kind of like the NCAA tournament, right? but I highly doubt it in the college football realm. I think if you think of it like the Cinderella story, then you obviously, basketball and football are two different games. Uh, yes, you know, absolutely. The, 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 the amount that separates a program in football and basketball is drastic. Now, that doesn't take away from what can happen because we've all seen crazy crap happen all the time in college football. So I think that's the biggest argument right now is that people who seemingly deserve a chance are not being given it. And it feels like to me personally that they've just they said, OK, well, we'll fix that, except that instead of, you know, making an, a slow, methodical uh, expansion of this, they just said, well, we're just going to include everybody, everybody. You know, it's Oprah. You get a playoff. You get a playoff. <laughs> everybody gets a playoff. But um that's just my personal feelings on it that I think the six at large teams do you I mean Jared what do you think does that quench the the fires of, of fury from the UCFs and the Memphises and the Cincinnatis and all of them um I don't know I'd like to see the data on this where those undefeated teams ranked towards the end of the year here's what I could here's what I think could happen because money talks I think that we could have years still where they they are able to make a "Quote unquote valid point of putting uh, like a UCF at number thirteen and still get you know maybe a Power Five conference with two losses in over them, 
and and have a valid enough point to where nobody you know starts throwing anything but you realize this is really about money still so i could see a scenario where they still don't even get in but if you're now if you're talking about ucf being a part of the would they be a part of the uh the atlantic or whatever yeah okay well if they're the automatic then yeah it quenches the thirst but if they have to rely on an at-large i could still see scenarios where the little schools get left out because this really is all about money. Now, the Cinderella piece, real quick. Football is so difficult because you know basketball. You need really two great players, and they could change the whole landscape. There's only five on the court. You need two great ones. I mean, football. You have eleven on each side. I mm-hmm. mean, it's but it can happen. Just like Boise went in and beat Georgia one year in Atlanta. Just like UCF beat Auburn. You know, in the Peach Bowl. So it can happen. But here's what's going to really keep it from becoming a major Cinderella thing. If you have that on campus, for a Cinderella team to go to a Power 5 conference's campus and try to win there, hmm. if that's what happens, I just don't see that happening. It's It'll be a cool story. They get in, but to make a full run, that's going to be tough. If they can Absolutely. win one of those games, I don't think they can win them all. But but you'll definitely know then whether they deserve to be there or not. You will they... know then, Yeah, <laughs> which I'm perfectly okay with. I, yeah. I, listen, I think Utah had just as much argument in 04. I think UCF had a legit argument. I think these teams deserve a shot. I want to see them get in. So I'm on the side of that. I just don't think that it's going to manifest to a March Madness style where Butler makes the championship two years in a row. I just don't think it can happen physically. They just don't have the the depth. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that this is more of a response to, to giving people opportunity, but also trying to give a little bit of variability because it has become the same four or five, maybe six teams that get into the playoffs every year now. And they're seeing that and they're seeing that kind of the ratings have, have I think, the ratings tank have every year. Yeah. yeah. So they want to make sure that they continue to spice this up. And, and I think we all knew this was coming. I think it was probably a little quicker than we thought it might get the way they were talking. Yeah, what is it like two uh 2026 or 2025 when this could potentially be put in something like that so we're like five years away from that now i don't know if that was officially confirmed i think the deal that was in place still has another three to four years on it uh for yeah, yeah. the current system mm-hmm. now that doesn't mean they can't negotiate and say this starts this year but it's not going to this start this year if that was the case this conversation should have been had a year ago um i i would say at earliest you would see it maybe next year if they struck a new deal but in reality just falling out the way the contract probably lays out you're probably you know three to four to five years from seeing this actually play out so i guess to to close out our conversation since this is an auburn podcast network implications on auburn aj is this a good thing for auburn is it a bad thing I i don't think it really could be a bad thing but what are your thoughts on it affecting auburn yeah, I mean, ultimately, Auburn has had some really tough seasons. I mean, we kind of pride ourselves in having one of the toughest schedules almost every single year. At least we have that, that we kind of, it's kind of like our, all right, hey, we have the silver lining of we had a really tough schedule and we finished the season nine and three. Some Auburn fans may think that sucks, but that's kind of the reality when we're facing really tough teams that season. And if we could put together a good nine and three season or a ten and two season, I think we're making it in the playoffs. Um, just based on our strength of schedule, I think the playoff committee would at least you know give us a nod um, to get in as a tenth, twelfth kind of ranked team that would make it in that playoff. So ultimately, I like that um, and gives us a potential to make a little run for it. Um, you never know. I mean, maybe Auburn lost their you know first three out of their five games, but then won the rest of them. Mm -hmm. And they're on a streak. They are going. They figured something out. And 
I think that could have absolutely happen because Auburn is known for, I mean, maybe it's a Gus Malzahn thing, but Auburn is known for just the first few games, not really, you know, doing too well. We're kind of just, you know, going along and then something just sometimes when a great season happens, it clicks around that fifth, fourth kind of time frame. Yeah. It's, I don't know. There's a Gus Malzahn thing. It is definitely an Auburn thing. I could think back to that with Tommy Tuberville as well, where it just all of a sudden like turned up a notch. I think back to like, I think it was Kenny Iron's second year or something like that, where things just mm-hmm. kind of shifted into a second gear. Uh, but there, that tends to be the story with Auburn. Yes. That, you know, once they kind of hit that moment in the season, it becomes a special season. So yeah, it might benefit them that way. Jared, your thoughts uh, to kind of close out Auburn and a 12 team playoff, just how you think it'll affect. Yeah, I'll start with the negative right now because the only negative I can see of this is that it's going to allow for some of our bigger bigger rivals to also get in. And if we don't get in, we're having to see them play more, give them (laughs) a chance to win a championship. And so that's the only negative I see of this. From a positive standpoint, since 2000, according to Auburn Undercover, since 2000, we have had seven teams that finished in the top 12 based on the BCS or college football rankings. So if you're thinking about it from that way, since 2000, if this would have been around, we would have seen our team make the playoffs seven times. So I, I, I can't see that being a bad thing. And I just can't see it being the way it's all about um, media coverage now and stuff like that for recruiting. If you're able to expand and find a way to get into that 12, it's going to help you out. Uh, money's going to be generated. Just a good thing all the way around. So, yeah, I really don't think that there's any bad from this. I'm excited about it. And, um, you know, I, I do think you're right. I think that they've probably bought themselves four or five years now just by talking about it mm-hmm. and the contractual side of it. So it doesn't have to be done overnight. They're talking about it now, and that's going to kind of keep people quiet for a while. Yep. It's definitely like the the NCAA football game feel. You know, they just start talking about it. Everybody's like, okay, thank, thank you. Okay, we'll stop yeah. whining about how it's gone. <laughs> you know? Yeah, just, you feel like it's here even though it's not here. Exactly. So, yeah. Just something to look forward to. And I think that's the best way to approach this at this moment. Until we know solid things, uh, we're just speculating at this point. But that's half the fun. And that's why we talk about football in the offseason, because we just can't wait for it. And we just want to talk <laughs> about it and try to figure how things are going to go. And so to that end, uh, for the listeners out there, we want to hear from you on social media. You can just share in the links uh, or where we share these out on the actual social media posts for this episode, what you think about the 12 playoff system. You can even do it over at the website, but also want to kind of give you a heads up something we're thinking about doing this summer. And uh, I'm not going to guarantee it at this moment, but something we might do here is take some past Auburn teams that would have fallen into a the 12 team format, meaning they were either conference champion or they were you know in the rankings at 12 and didn't have anybody that would have bumped them out as a conference champion. Uh, you can find several sites that have already kind of talked about some of those teams. So we might come back this summer and talk about a few of those teams and kind of play it out and see what might have happened for those particular Auburn teams. I can think of one in particular, probably would have won the whole dang thing, <clears throat> 2004. Uh, so, <laughs> would know. 2012 make that list? 2012, 2012, <laughs> good, 2012 <laughs> couldn't sniff a 128 team play. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. They didn't even get a trophy in a participation trophy world. They're like, yeah, y'all don't get a trophy. Ben <laughs> King still refuses to admit that season exists. Like, he, he thinks that's like the dark years of all. Yeah. That's funny. We still love all the players that were on that team. But, woo, that was, Absolutely. That was tough to watch. No, they, no the, the players were there. We just practiced the whole time. We didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of scrimmage games, right? A lot of scrimmage games. You know, eight day, was it was brutal. eight-day galore is what it was. Every eight-day was brutal. To think that team a year later was a minute away from a championship is just mind-boggling. It is. It is. 
Anyway, all right. Well, we could talk about this stuff all day, uh, but we will go ahead and close out this show. Um, AJ, where can they find you if they want to talk to you about this subject? On Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. And Jared, for you. You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And you can find me on Twitter as well at TigerI24. I want to hear from you on social media, your thoughts on the potential of the 12-game playoff and its effects on the Auburn football program. Until we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?